Get ready and tune into the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered, a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role-playing, real-life challenges with expert guests and your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered. And one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, how our food actually affects our lives in all shapes and forms. And, you know, the truth is, is that a lot of us are afflicted by all sorts of uh, anxiety issues or other mental issues that we're not so free in discussing with others because there's either shame or guilt or, you know, whatever involved with any of that. And to combat those challenges that we have in our daily lives, you know, we start looking on the internet, trying to uncover the kind of information that we believe that's actually going to help us. But with the overwhelming amount of information out there, it's really tough. And so what I want to share with you today is not share a specific product or a service that's going to support any particular condition that you have, because here's the truth. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your individual problems are. But what I do know, there is a smart process by which we can make better decisions. So how are we gonna actually do that today? We're gonna to do that through role-playing. And so I have these incredible individuals that get to join me on this podcast series that are their own authority in their own field and magnificent you know, educators and guides for all of us. And what they're gonna do is they're gonna um, portray a certain kind of problem. They're gonna discuss a certain kind of problem or one of them is gonna come up with a problem that you may very well relate to and might actually trigger you too. And if it does trigger you, I invite you to stay in this and lean into it. And the other is gonna guide the one with the problem to some sort of resolution. Clearly it's a six minute you know, role play that we're not gonna come to a final resolution. But what I want you to get out of this is some insight or some action plan that you can take for yourself so that you can begin to make the right decisions for you. And so I want to welcome both Misha and Lindsay today. I'm going to have them each you know, introduce themselves. Then we're going to talk about the problem, and then we're going to do the role play, and then we're going to go ahead and unpack all of that so that you can have a better understanding of something that might be very relevant to you. So Misha, thank you so much for joining me today. A brief introduction about yourself, then we'll go with Lindsay, and then we'll start with the role play. Thank you for having me, doctor. Uh, my name is Misha Hyman. I'm a chef. I run a company called the Health Warrior Project. I believe my, my mission in life is, you know, I believe we can really change our food system, change our health system, you know, change the health of our community, change the mental health of our community by changing how we eat, what we put in our bodies, how we change our lifestyles, yoga, meditation, simple things you can implement in your routine to lower inflammation to actually reverse chronic disease and, and a lot of this, you know, mental illness that we're dealing with, whether it's anxiety, depression, you know, PTSD, symptoms from the pandemic, from daily life. And I believe we really, you know, simplify our life and really go to what's on our plate, what goes in our body, you know, how we, you know, sleep, hydrate, you know, and, and nourish ourselves really is the core to most of our issues. So if we fix that, I believe we can fix most of our core issues that our planet faces today. Go you know, right on. And I can't wait to have a more in-depth conversation with you on all of that, because I think some clever philosopher in Greece many, many years ago said something like, you know, food is thy medicine. And I know that's what's deep to your heart. Lindsay, thank you for joining me today. And brief introduction about you. I'm Lindsay O'Neill. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Bart. Um, I am the 
founder of a, a small culinary medicine practice called smallhinges.health. I am a TEDx speaker. I am a partner in a bioenergetic technology company called Immortal with an A. And I'm also a single mom to three amazing little girls. So that's my, my background, but really my the mission and vision for my life very similarly to Misha is to have uh, to help people identify their bio individual needs when it comes to diet and lifestyle so that they can make very specific strategic changes in their diet and lifestyle over the course of time that will have a big impact on their overall health. And that's kind of where the, the concept for small hinges came from. Um, it's a little bit of a weird name for a, a culinary medicine. Nobody wants to eat small hinges, but the concept is that there's small hinges that swing the big door of positive change and that you don't really have to change the whole door. You just have to change those small strategic things. So that's my, that's my background. And I'm glad that Misha went first. So we, we did the beauty before the age today. <laughs> yeah, and I totally agree with that, by the way. Um, but here's the truth um, with you, both of the incredible individuals sharing with us those micro distinctions about what it is that we do or don't do that make all the difference. But here's the other macro distinction I would say is that what you're actually proposing to us and we'll discuss this later on, that these micro distinctions, they're actually very easy to do. And so you don't have an excuse not to do them. But anyway, we'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, so Misha, I know you're going first. So what's the problem that you're presenting that you're going to get some guidance from Lindsay? Yeah, so I, I deal with a lot of clients, and uh, you know, a lot of friends and, you know, me personally at times who deal with, you know, situational anxiety and depression. So I want to maybe approach, you know, Lindsay, who you know, as a genius in her field of culinary medicine and also one of the top biohacking mothers that, I, that I've known the past few years and you know, watching her be a great mom also is someone I think she can give great advice on this. So maybe we'll, we'll start with my scenario. Is that, is that cool? Yeah, it's perfect. And clearly she's got this, you know, radiant energy. So yeah, she's, she's the genius today. So go ahead. You got six minutes. Yeah, Lindsay. So I, I have a problem I'm dealing with. Maybe you can help me. Um, let's just say I came out of a really, you know, long relationship that probably wasn't serving me very well and moving into a new apartment and trying to focus on my business and trying to focus on my health. And I've noticed that a lot of the stress and anxiety is causing me to, you know, lean into my potential coping mechanisms of eating too much processed food and gluten and glyphosate. So how can you help me maybe think of a plan to get out of this situation that I'm in? Because I'm really suffering, Lindsay, Chef Lindsay. Oh. I'm so sorry, Misha. I'm sorry to hear that. And it, it sounds like you're on a slippery slope. <laughs> oh, um, it, and all of us get caught in this slippery slope, negative downward spiral at different points in our life. What specifically do you think you want to feel? I like, think I want, you know, the anxiety and the stress to dissipate. Feels like I'm being covered by a heavy blanket of stress and you know, I guess inflammation, I feel like my brain is super clogged and I bought my joints hurt and everything seems to hurt. Um, but it doesn't hurt when I'm not feeling anxious. So maybe that's, you know, because of my diet. But yeah, I just want to feel kind of free in my body and feel less, less like of a burden to my 
inner spirit, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like you want to feel clear. You want to feel peace and maybe even happy. Do you think that that's possible for you? Would you say it like that, Lindsay? Yeah. I mean, at the moment, it didn't seem possible because you're so stuck in your bubble. But yeah, I think that's possible. And why do you think that you turn to eating this food when when you're in that negative, slippery slope, downward spiral? Uh, well, as a mother, I have a mother who's a uh, covering alcoholic and kind of bipolar. So I understand addiction sort of well and someone who's a recovering codependent. You know, I think I chose food as a the least dangerous vice, but, you know, as I know, especially with anxiety, you know, the, if you don't eat the right food, potentially it can, you know, cause issues with your, your brain and your body and your joints. So, so I don't know, maybe is that a reason I have anxiety? <laughs> There's a million reasons why you could have anxiety. We all feel different pressures at different times for different reasons. There's, you know, even historical and other lifetime anxieties that can come up. Um, and can be triggered at any point in time. But do you do you feel like you're ready to feel good? You're ready to feel happy? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question. I think for a moment, um, it felt good to kind of be in that, not good, it felt comfortable to be in that space and wallow in that misery and feel sorry for myself. But yeah, I think I'm ready to to not do that anymore. Yeah. Well, that's great because I, the clients that I work with, a lot of times they anxious attach to their illness or to a way of, of being, because you're right, it is comfortable to stay in that story, to stay in that triggered state, um, because it also proves that you're validated in your feelings. And even if your conscious mind really wants to get you out of it, sometimes our, our subconscious mind, which is you know, 90 to 95% of our, 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 our mind that we don't even use, right. We're only accessing between five and 10% of our, of our cognition at any given point. And that subconscious mind kind of keeps us safe, right. And it can keep us safe because it's something that we can potentially control. And it's interesting to me that, you know, you address food as a coping mechanism because you're a chef. And so that's something that you can control pretty easily, right? You have access to food. You're able to whip up delicious delights all the time, um, no matter where you are. And so it's really about making better choices that are individual to you. So what do you love to eat? What makes you happy? Ooh, I love, I love Chinese food, like real authentic Sichuan food. Mm. Really good Thai food. Yeah. I like food that's actually not, the food that I find myself eating is more like convenient food, stress food. I'm in a pinch. I'm moving out. I got to grab this. Ordering the food, having a group of people around me, being in community. I'm rather just in a kind of almost like a manic running around state. And my food intake is a representation of that for sure. Do you have pockets? Pockets. Yes. <laughs> uh, I also have a fanny pack. Yes, I have pockets. <laughs> well, I, I don't think you can carry around, uh, you know, some Szechuan um, beef or chicken, but you could certainly have your pockets filled with some healthy snacks. Um, 
there's a lot of really great snacks that we actually experienced at the biohacking conference, some dehydrated grass-fed beef. Oh, yeah. uh, we had delicious delights. So would it be possible for you to maybe carry around something so that if you feel the urge to, to satiate something that's coming up for you, you can reach into your pocket and pop it in your mouth? Yeah, I always tell my clients to have healthy snacks on them, and I, I rarely do. So good point. It's a good <laughs> doctor hear that heal thyself first <laughs> yeah don't trust you don't trust the, exactly exactly hey, guys, you guys have uh, one minute left okay great so my my last question for you is um what steps can you take today what two or three things can you do today do you think like what feels okay for you to do, whether it's meal prepping, whether it's meditating or getting yourself into a mode of manifestation, um, all of the things that you kind of know how to do and that you work on with your clients, what two or three things can you do, can you commit to today? And why would you commit to doing those? Well, I think for me, uh, one of the, oops, sorry, my insurance company is calling. Can you still see me? I'm sorry. Um, I think one of the first things I want to do is do a hot yoga class. Uh, I feel like I've been in my head and my body a lot past few days, and I, I really need to kind of get out of my head and my body. And I think, you know, a hot yoga class would be great. You know, I go to the Russian Turkish bathhouse in New York pretty often. So I maybe we'll check that out again this week, uh, maybe tonight, or if I'm lucky after this podcast. And then um, I think I'm going to try to be in community. I have, I have, uh, you know, again, I told you my mother is an alcoholic, so I'm actually a part of Al-Anon. So I might join an Al-Anon meeting tonight. They have like a 12-step uh, meeting for, if you don't know what Al-Anon is, it's people who have family members of people with substance abuse or alcoholism. Uh, so I think I might check that out uh, to deal with my anxiety. But but yeah, I think ultimately um, not feeling sorry for myself, but rather being proactive and productive and focusing on a next uh, next step is, is the best way forward. I agree. Awesome. Well, great, great uh, guys. Um, amazing, amazing. So many insights and so many takeaways. I want to start, start with you, Amisha, first. Uh, just briefly, um, what was that about for you? What was all that about for you? In terms of why, why I brought that up or? Yeah, why, why you brought it up. I mean, what, what is it that you're trying to portray so that people understand, you know, what, what's the message? What's the, what's the problem? And, and just to qualify this for all the listeners, uh, the purpose of the role-playing is it's it's not necessarily a personal issue. Um, more importantly, it's an issue that you can relate to and many people can relate to. And so when we listen to these things, don't think that Misha, it's his problem, but he's pretending or uh, role-playing a particular problem that he wishes you to know about because maybe he's seen a lot of these. So proceed. Well, I don't know if you saw Lindsay smiling in the corner, but... Um... I, I do, you know, I, I have a lot of clients that have this same experience. However, I am actually dealing with that almost identical scenario. Um, and I had Lindsay actually be a support system to walk me through a lot of things. And she actually come, almost nailed everything she brought up to me. Um, but I, in 2019, I was diagnosed uh, with PTSD, anxiety, and depression from the Amen Clinic uh, in New York City. And since then, I've been on a journey to really understand mental illness, understand anxiety, depression, understanding the role, how food plays into it. 
uh, how your environment, circumstance, you know, so on and so forth, genetics plays a part. Um, but I really noticed a lot of people, especially in my network uh, in LA, Miami, Austin, New York, where I kind of work mostly, people are talking about anxiety, depression, mental illness, but they're not actually doing the work that I, in my opinion, is like the real deep inner inner child work, the, you know, like family constellation, the, you know, potentially using, you know, plant medicines if it's, if it's, uh, you know, under legal terms with, uh, you know, with correct guides. But, but I think it's really interesting that a lot of people are, especially after the pandemic are not actually diving deep into like how they're feeling, how they're showing up, how the community is showing up. And I see that as part of the degradation of a lot of our communities and our society as a whole of just not dealing with our inner stuff. So I just brought that up because it was just top of mind and I didn't, I could have thought of another one of a, uh, Another issue, but I think that was just relevant because Lindsay and I could riff on that. We had some some uh, previous conversations on that, but I think to me it's it's a really important um, you know thing we talk about, especially for men. Like a lot of men um, are not talking about their issues, and I have a lot of people in my network the past three or four years that have you know committed suicide and you know haven't really you know tapped into their network and their community. So I think you know being a leader in the space of mental health and wellness and you know, nutrition is I have an obligation to kind of share my story a little bit to tap into that at least yeah and again I mean thank you for that and thank you for that vulnerability vulnerability and and the truth is is that these are the very conversations that I'm wanting to have because these are the conversations that you don't easily come by that are real and raw and authentic so that people recognize you know they're not on their own and the truth of the matter is as as intense as any kind of experience is there are many relatively simple and very controllable and affordable solutions out there as long as you have the right guidance. And that's, again, you know, I'm the guide here. You're the guide. Lindsay is the guide in and serving and helping people with a different approach that hasn't worked before. So, you know, I honor you uh, with that in, in a wonderful way. Lindsay, what was that for you? And then we're going to unpack more deeply um, about the situation at hand and what we can do about it. Well, I, I just, um, I love the open conversations and cherish them so, so deeply within my soul that I've had with Misha over the course of the last few weeks, um, since we've really gotten to know each other, because as a, you know, if you think about like therapists, every therapist has a therapist because we need to unpack and go through our own process. We're still human. And even though Misha and I are both healers and culinary medicine chefs, and we we know a lot and we've journeyed through our own pain to find our purpose. And that purpose has led us to a passion for helping others navigate that journey as well. Um, we still come across roadblocks on our journey. And it's important to have that community and to be open and vulnerable enough to ask for help and to ask for guidance and to reach out because as practitioners, we sometimes get anxiety and potentially even insecurity. I know I do um, asking for help because I, I wanna be a value to my clients. And I, I want to share the knowledge that I've acquired through the journey of my lifetime so far. Um, but I'm still always learning. It's like I tell my kids, you know, be a sponge that's never full. 
continue to absorb information and lean on people that you trust to provide a safe space for you so that you can show up as your best self, not only for yourself, but also for your clients, for other people, because you never know what impact you're going to have on somebody's life just in a short six minute conversation with that person. No, no, spot on. And the great thing about a sponge, you know, you can collect and soak up all the water and, but you can also wring out the stuff that you don't want. So exactly. that's a great, great metaphor. And I know you meant that as well, you know, and, and here's the truth is that, you know, when we're surrounded by all these um, rules and regulations and guidelines and how you should be and how you shouldn't be, and it really kind of messes up with our head, because in my opinion, and, and the truth of, of Abraham Maslow, uh, who was in, in feud with Freud and saying, look, you know, this is all about positive psychology and everybody's born with a positive intent and basically good or neutral. But what happens later on is that we get uh, misguided and, and, and it's not necessarily intentional, but we've learned a lot of things, you know, growing up that don't serve us today. And without knowing that, without having the proper uh, uh, guidance and without having the proper community, um, you're going to be stuck. And so I love what you said about being vulnerable and being open and especially being open to uh, have someone tell you, you know, how things can be different, but you still have to stand guard at the door of your brain because a lot of stuff out there is, even if it's well-intended, um, it's in the wrong context. It's not going to serve you. And so that's why all of this is always going to be an experiment. This is, this is an open conversation, just like you said, Lindsay. And so for the listener out there, is this, is find somebody, as Lindsay says, someone who you can trust. And you can absolutely trust Lindsay and Misha on these kinds of things. And I know that they have their programs and that you're going to want to reach out to them and start having that conversation, that safe space. But the most important thing is you got to be okay that you're going to mess up. I mean, even on this podcast, I mean, I fumbled a few words. In the past, I mean, I would be ashamed, like, oh my gosh, I can't post this now. But here's the truth. We're human. We make mistakes and we're constantly learning. So I'm going to leave it to you guys to add some more, anything you want to share at this point. I mean, we have a few more minutes before I ask both of you to tell us a little bit more about yourselves and where we can find you. But what else would you like to share that you think is really important? Because I know we could talk a whole hour about this topic. We could. Yeah. Oh, go, Lindsay. Oh, oh sorry. Um, Honestly, as a, as a mother, I've been thinking about this a lot, the different perspectives, because as parents, we really only want what's best for our kid, but we can't live their lives for them. And we can't tell them what to do. We can't force them to learn something in our timeline, you know, and when we need them to for our own ego's sake or feeling safe and secure. And so one thing that I've learned through parenting and from my kids is that um, pro just providing that space, that openness and being vulnerable with them and also creating a community so that they could go to somebody else and ask them questions because they don't always want to come to mommy and ask questions, you know, or daddy. Um, but having that community of, of people who are providing that safe space 
for you to share, to ask for help, to grow, to learn, to step into who you are, to make mistakes if you're going to make mistakes, because that's how we learn, right? We don't, bir birds don't just fly like the Shakira song, <laughs> you know, birds don't just fly, they fall down and then they get up and they learn how to flap their wings and they learn how to take flight and navigate the skies. So that's what I'll say about like parenting, but even if you're not a parent, if you're working with clients, if you're a doctor, if you're, you know, a colleague, if you're uh, an executive at a company, it's really creating the same space. It's, it's, it's the same thing, just in a different type of environment. And if you have a hard time finding that, then create your own. Misha. I mean, I was going to say basically the same thing Lindsay was going to say about, you know, asking for help. Uh, that's one of the things that I've noticed is really hard for a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people who have any kind of childhood trauma, just asking for help is really difficult and really humbling, um, really humiliating also. But but I think, you know, my my biggest problems in life have probably stemmed from me thinking that I could do it alone or not asking someone to, you know, bounce an idea off them or troubleshoot a concept that I'm working through with them. And, and I think, you know, Lindsay kind of nailed it right on the head. You need to find a community. You need to find people that you're aligned with, kind of heart centered with, and, and you, you want to do life with. Um, and I think for me, you know, really tapping into that of realizing that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to, you know, I, you know, ask Lindsay, how many times the past week have I texted you saying, Hey, I need help. I need just advice. I need just to, to text me and just say, what's up? Like, and she was, she was like a, actually a rock for me. So, so it's really great that this pot, she asked me today to be in this podcast and we can talk about this because it's a real life scenario happening real time to a real person right now maybe you're watching this in a month it's august 9th you know i'm, I'm in it right now but but i just want to say like yeah you, you have to be able to really you believe that you can't do it by yourself right and a, a lot of us think that we're burdening other people by asking for help and a lot of us are inspired to help people like you know I, when people ask me for help i i get energy from giving them advice and i feel better by knowing that they have a you know, they're, they're kind of calm that night and go to sleep with their mind at rest by advice I've given them. So I think, yeah, just asking for help and, and you know, looking for a community that's not going to always give you constructive criticism that will support you when, when you do, you know, when you make mistakes. And again, we're human. We all make mistakes. And I think a lot of us forget that. We think we have to be perfect and we don't. No, I love that. You know, giving yourself permission to be human. And I guess that's why, you know, uh, Lindsay's voicemail is full and she hasn't answered any of my calls. Um, <laughs> well, I was actually, I, I was, uh, I had an anaphylactic reaction to a medication last week and I was in the ER and then I was in a medical fog uh, from all the Benadryl that they were giving me. And Misha was so helpful. Tinctures and little things. And I, one fun fact of Misha and I, we actually have the exact same birthday. Oh, wow. So cool is that. <laughs> um, so what's your birthday? So we all know. September 27th. All right. We won't ask for the Harrison, New York. <laughs> uh, we won't ask, ask for the year. Um, and, and one fun fact, one of my best friends who actually worked with me for a long time, uh, same, same year, same month, same day. It was crazy. Wow. And wow. found her in my neighborhood and learned a lot of things, uh, you know, from her. So what I hear you both say is that you're incredible in giving people guidance 
in a variety of different areas that people can definitely uh, count on. And there are ways for people to connect with you. And what I think is also really important is, uh, is your honesty and vulnerability and sharing. Yeah, I had to deal with that pain. I had to deal with that suffering. And I made some really poor choices in that. And I chose to be a victim. I chose to be a, a sufferer. And you don't have to do any of that. And somehow, somewhere, you guys are able to get out of that, uh, obviously still working on it, like all of us are, if we're honest, uh, because none of us is invulnerable. None of us is um, not having these issues. Uh, otherwise, you're just not being honest with yourself. But it's okay. It's okay to have those problems. And it's okay to ask for help. So my question for both of you, and I have my own answer, but you know, one of the challenges I think that people have is you know, where do they go to find people that they can create a community because it's not so obvious for many? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I feel like I, I've met different people throughout my life based off of what I need. And, you know, there's, there's that whole manifestation process and we go through it naturally without even having to follow any manifestation steps. But um, it's recognizing first kind of what you need and who you need in your life. And, and then having faith that that person kind of shows up, you could meet that person on the subway, um, in a public restroom at a biohacking conference. Like I met the two of you, um, at a work meeting, at a school meeting, at a play date with, with kids. Um, but it is important to, to open yourself up your heart and and to trust that the right people will show up and then you know it the second part of that is is how do you trust that person and i don't know misha why you trusted me so quickly <laughs> um maybe it's because i am a mom or i'm an open book and i don't know but um i trusted him as well very quickly and dr bart i trusted you you know almost immediately you can kind of just you use your intuition to guide you and you stay open and, and vulnerable. Um, but it's also like really getting clear on what you need and, and who you need because people will come in and out of your life for a season, for a reason. Yeah. No, spot on Misha, your thoughts. Yeah, no, I think kind of second, I mean, can you reframe the question? Cause I kind of, if you went three ways that way. I don't, so so yeah. one of the things that I think that's so hard for people is, you know, where do they go? I mean, how do they find the people um, so that they can create that community and, and find the help um, that they're looking for that they don't even know that they need? Yeah. I mean, that, that can be really hard for a lot of people. I think, you know, look at what you're interested in, right? So for me, I met a lot of people, you know, I like to go to the sauna. I like to you know, go to the Russian bathhouse. I mean, a lot of my network there, I like to go, I like to biohack, go to these conferences, made a lot of my network there, yoga classes. So try to like align yourself with people that kind of do what you're interested in. Because again, you're the aggregate of the five closest people around you. So if you're around people who are moping around, depressed, you know, not motivated, doesn't really want to impact the world, you're probably not going to have a great self-image. You're probably not going to you know, feel great about yourself and have great results. And if you're around people who are thriving and st or striving for success and maybe thriving and being in that, you know, kind of aura really makes you, you know, want to pick yourself, pick yourself up every morning and kind of follow that, that path. So I think try to find people. And if, again, that might sound difficult, but like go on meetups, you know, you also can join like Facebook groups or clubhouse. They have 
you know, people don't use Clubhouse as much, but they have groups where people can kind of, you can create a topic and you can start, you know, topics, people jump in, but, but also like, I always say, go to a yoga class, meet, go to an exercise class, meet people who are actually tapping into their body, you know, go on a hike with someone. Um, also, like, you know, men's group or women's group or something like that, I think is really important and, and impactful. I, th- I think we make it a lot harder than it has to be. And the yeah. truth is, I think you're both spot on. Actually, have some awareness uh, of what it is that you need, or at least the fact that you need something. And you may not be aware, aware of what that is. But I find that the, the space of personal development and growth is, is a great place to go to, wherever that is. Anywhere where there's the opportunity to improve your health. So yoga is great. You know, um, any wellness event is great. Any personal development, you know, space is great. And a lot of people seem to be critical of personal development. But guess what? We are are happiest when we get to grow. And and just modeling other people that are successful. Find out what other people are successfully doing. If you, like, you know, as Misha says, I mean, if you're connected with that energy, and I believe that's why Misha connected so well with Lindsay, and I connect with, with Lindsay as well because of that energy. In spite of the fact that it was a very intense environment for you, you still radiated that energy. And that's what we need to look for is, you know, find the people that we can learn from and really make a difference. So I like to wrap it up. We're way over time, but this is a, I know we could talk for an entire hour on all this, and maybe we need to do that. But uh, last words from you, Misha, and where do people find you? And same thing with Lindsay, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the Health Warrior Project um, with my Instagram handle. And my other website is uh, thehealthwarriorproject.com. You can DM me uh, or you can go to my website and email me from my website. But um, yeah, I'm available. Um, I really do a lot of retreats, catering, uh, big events, small events, kind of curated family experiences, uh, wellness experiences. So reach out to me. I'd love to support. and. Um, I have a lot of resources for people suffering with mental illness that I can tap you into in New York, LA, Miami, and Austin. So please reach out and love to support you. And then any final comment you want to share? Yeah, no, I think, you know, we, we have to, you know, my brand's called the Health Warrior Project because, uh, you know, the battle against our health and our mental health really has almost become a war, right? And I, I think we have to kind of think about winning the small battles and not winning the major war at once to not overwhelm us. And those small battles are just hydrating, sleeping well, eating the right foods, getting in community, you know, doing a little exercise, you know, meditation, things, all those things are pretty much free. And then you can add in the other high immortal technology, biohacking, genius equipment. Um, but just know that like you have to put your tool belt and put your kind of your, your equipment together to really go to battle. And I think, you know, with Lindsay and, and what you're doing, uh, Dr. Barr, and really just creating a network of healers and practitioners that kind of can relay this information to help you fulfill your tool belt is the best way to do it. So just be aware and be ready and and do anything that you can to fight inflammation. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Misha and Lindsay. Where do people find you? And a final comment from you. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Bart. So I, you can go to smallhinges.health, which is my website. You can follow me on Instagram at smallhinges, DM me. Um, you can in, uh, email me at info at smallhinges.health as well. Um, and final thought, you know, obviously I, everything that we've talked about today really resonates from the the core, the soul of my, of my being. Um, and uh, I didn't get to share this before, but I actually, majority of my career, 20 years of my career was working in AI and uh, big data 
and machine learning for programmatic media operations and, um, and advertising. And so definitely being aware and being open and aligning yourself and making these small hinge changes to your diet and lifestyle are important, but gathering the data that's bio-individual to you so that you don't have to stress about trying to figure it out. There's so many tests that are out there. There's so many things that you can do to get to the root cause and the root tactical execution of like, what specific things can I do so that I don't have to change everything in my day or get overwhelmed with all of these big changes or big steps or, you know, complicated programs and processes. So that's what I'll say is um, be a, be an explorer in your own life and gather your own data because every body is different and every soul is different. And, you know, you, you change and evolve over time too. So constantly be an explorer in your own life and gather that data so that you can make easy changes. So thank you so much for both of you. And I encourage all the listeners to listen to this one again, because there's so many incredible distinctions and I'm going to summarize just a few of them. First of all, micro distinctions or small hinges that make dramatic changes in your life. And the truth is that a thousand mile journey starts off with one small step. And that is that journey that we need to all go on if we wanna better ourselves. And that's the other question that the Hippocrates and other philosophers addressed you know, thousands of years ago. Not only is that food is thy medicine, but also that you have to be willing to make that change. You know, Are you ready to give up this medical condition? So that's a key question that they already understood. And that's where that bio-individuality also happens because what wor will work for one person will absolutely not work for another. And, and that's why you may have this allergic response to one thing, but not another and end up in the hospital. And so these are the key distinctions that, that you will want to know. And finally, the most important thing that I think people need to understand is that the strongest healing force in nature is the one that you find within yourself. And so whatever you eat, whatever you give yourself, and whatever you're thinking, and we've talked about all those things today, is what's really going to make a difference. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide podcast, raw and unfiltered. And I want to thank you both for a tremendous, you know, podcast, very insightful. And one action step that anybody can take is reach out to uh, Misha and Lindsay um, for their genius to support you in your own personalized health journey. Thank you so much, and we will be back with both of them on more shows. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Bart. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps in our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern.